Hey, and welcome to the final episode in my mental health series, and it's depression, and this is the big one. And I'm going to tell you how apprehensive I am about this, because I've just been sitting here for the last 10 minutes, staring at my boards, just thinking, crap, here we go. Oh, this is this is a hard one for me. So I've been, I've known that I'm going to be doing this podcast for several weeks now, and I know how I've been wanting to do all the podcasts. So I'm hoping that you've listened to all the others in the series so far, because they all lead to this. And my heart's going like the clappers. So I think the best thing I can do is introduce myself from a depression point of view. So I'm currently 41 years old now. And back in November 2016, before the whole depression and mental health thing became a thing, I did a live video, which I'm going to put the link into this podcast um, summary. And I'd love you to watch it. And I did a live video. The reason why I did it live was so I couldn't edit it, so I couldn't get away from the fact, and I couldn't hide behind retakes. I admitted that I was depressed and that I was on medication. And that was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. And it sounds really stupid saying that now, looking back at that. And I've watched that um, video today. And I think I'm going to share it on my Facebook page later. And when I watched it, it was like looking at a completely different person. It's really weird. So I admitted that I was depressed. I admitted that I was on tablets. And you can see the, uh, I suppose, fear in my eyes. And you can hear the tremble in my voice. And it's a really weird video to watch back over two years ago. Right, so, I don't think I'm depressed anymore, but I am a depression sufferer because this is not the first time that I admit, well, that I was depressed, so this was like episode three, and um, I think some of my periods of depression over the years lasted for several years, and I didn't do anything about them. I do not feel depressed anymore, but I do feel that I manage my life better. And all the other podcasts that I've done, like the stress and the impatientness and the self-esteem, those sort of things, apart from the worrying one, because I, I wasn't a worrier. That's the only one I've obviously not been keen on, but hopefully you've listened to that so you'd know. But... All the other ones, I think, have tied in some way to the reasons why I became depressed. Because I didn't manage them well, like my time management, that sort of thing. Yeah. Now, I want you to understand, especially this is the first podcast you've listened to, that I am not a doctor. And I really urge you get professional advice if you feel that you are depressed or you've got any of the issues that we mentioned in the previous podcasts. 
So if you're thinking, well, I'm not depressed, so why is this bothering? Why do I need to listen? Well, maybe you're not depressed. Maybe you don't even know that you are. So I'm just going to run off a few words that I ran off back in 2016 of other ways to describe possible depression. Misery, sadness, gloom or gloominess, despondent, moody, tearful, dejection, downheartedness, low-spirited, despair, upset and fatigue exhaustion so they're just some of the words that kind of describe depression i suppose in a different way so if you're constantly feeling sad and gloomy maybe you are depressed if you're constantly upset tearful moody that sort of thing maybe you're depressed yeah now at the time of that video the reason why it came about was because i was having lots of cramps lots of aches lots of loss of balance lots of dropping things my speech was slurred and I was really, 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 really tired. So I thought there was something neurologically wrong with me, not actually emotionally wrong with me. Hence why it all kind of came out. There were just those physical signs that really instigated me going to the doctors in the first place. And it was a very long time from that initial appointment to actually then going and realising that I was actually depressed. So that was a very long period of time between those. And my symptoms got worse. Yeah. Other signs and symptoms of depression. I think let's kick off with something like this. So if you've got low mood or you feel sad. Yeah. All the time this is. You've constantly fatigued. You've got loads, you know, your loss of energy, that sort of thing. You feel tired all the time or you feel a sense of worthlessness or guilt, or something that I had, very indecisive, couldn't make a decision, couldn't remember why I went in a room. You know, you sleep too much, or you've got insomnia. Maybe you've got really low sex drive. Maybe you've lost interest in things. Maybe you've got on some weight gain or weight loss that you can't quite handle. You've got quitting feelings all the time, like you, you just can't be arsed, or you don't want to do it, or you want to walk out. You've got aches, pains, cramps, physical things like headaches, those sort of things. Maybe you've got digestive issues, which again, that was one of mine. Digestive issues that don't go away, so constantly bloated or diarrhea or constipation or whatever. Angry outbursts, yeah, that was one of mine. Withdrawal, so you don't want to do things. You're withdrawing yourself from people, potentially. Maybe you've got low self-esteem. Or again, you've got the physical things like your joint pains, your back pains, your movement issues like your balance, and your speech is slurred or changes. You've got muscular cramps, those sort of things. If you've got those sort of things, then maybe you need to consider going to the doctors. Because you don't want those to take over. And depression is not something you should be living with anymore. Now, I had, I was trying to talk to Jacqueline about this. And I asked her how I'm different now in compared to then when we watched that video. And I had some really big traits at the time. I was very OCD. So I'm going to give you an example here. And this was the one thing that really used to wind me up and that used to cause me a lot of friction. 
is that I'd walk through my front door and in front of me I've got the stairs and I've got two doors to the left or the right and quite a small little hallway, entrance hallway. And there would be shoes and there would be bags and there would be coats and there would be crap on the floor in this very small hallway. Now, as soon as I opened my door and saw those shoes, and sometimes I saw the shoes through the window, that would be it. That would set me off. Those shoes don't need to be there. Those shoes should be in the bedrooms. Those coats don't be hanging up. They should be in the bedrooms. Those school bags shouldn't be on the floor. They should be in the bedrooms. I need to kick off with that. And I know now that I was hiding behind that. And I know that, you know, in hindsight, but I was, I would literally ruin everybody else's day because of those shoes. Now, that was my issue. I got very angry. I got very moody because those shoes were there. And they're just kids at the end of the day that came home hungry. Maybe they've had a busy day and they just kicked the shoes off, hung the coat up, went to go and get food and then crashed and burned and watched telly or whatever they did and forgot about the shoes and the coat. Maybe they needed to go to the toilet quickly and just forgot. But for me, that was my, that was my nemesis sort of thing. That was really one of my catalysts, shall we say. It was just, I used to just take everything out on everybody. I was a git. And when we were talking about how we, how I'm different, oh my God, OCD is just not there anymore. And that's really weird to think that it's gone. And don't get me wrong, I still like to see labels in the cupboard facing forward because then you know what you're eating or what you've got in the cupboard. But I don't go anymore and put them all there. Do you know what I mean? I don't turn them around on purpose anymore. I don't make the fridge in the same way anymore that I used to have. It was never, it's never any, it's never like that anymore. At work, I work in a gym or a fitness facility, shall we say. So I don't worry about, I like to see the locker doors shut, but it's not obsessive anymore. I don't put the weights tidy in line anymore for instance. Don't get me wrong, they go in weight order, obviously, because that's that's just right. But I don't turn them around anymore just so, so you can see all the, the numbers in line. I don't do things like that anymore. And, I mean, like today, for instance, uh, we went to Nando's as a family and um, the table was chaotic. You know, I didn't put everything in nice, neat little lines and order the table was a mess in some respects it was just keys on there and phone and cutlery wasn't facing the right way and napkins weren't straight and crayons everywhere it didn't bother me so when I look back at little things like that that's quite a big change I don't lose the plot anymore well no 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 I do but not to the extravagant extent that I used to. Now, depression, I haven't actually checked the results or the the stats since 2016. And I don't think I need to because they're already pretty scary. So back in 2016, when I did this video, I did some research and one in six adults 
are depressed in 2016. So that's either going to be very similar or probably even even more so, because maybe now more people are admitting it. One in 33 children depressed, one in eight teenagers depressed, and one in five working days that are lost are due to depression. That's mad, isn't it? How crazy is that? Absolutely crazy. And, you know, we are now in a period of time where mental health is the focus and everybody's on the bandwagon, which is fantastic because if you break your leg, you wear a cast and everybody knows it, everybody sees it. Yeah, (laughs) it's there, isn't it? So now people are talking about mental health in a more positive way. Some people may be jumping on the bandwagon just for PR, who knows, but who cares? The more people that talk about it, the better. Now, what I did by doing a live Facebook video, and I'm not saying you should do this, obviously, but what I did on the 27th of November 2016 was one of the best things that I have ever, ever done. And the reason why is because it was very raw. It was very obvious that I was struggling to cope with that video. I didn't edit it. It was live. I was honest. And it got shared a ridiculous amount of times. It had over something like 7,000 views within the first month. And everywhere I went, everywhere I still go, people talk to me about that video. People talk to me about my depression. People talk to me now about their depression. I get three, four messages a week still with people saying, I know I can talk to you about this. I regularly meet people for coffee. I will spare my time and give that time and talk to them. You know, I had two last week and it was so fantastic to be able to give that opportunity out. By far, one of the best things I've ever done. And all I did was talk about my problems. And it makes me feel very nervous now thinking about that and talking about that even though I find that I'm a a very different person now. But when you can relate to somebody else because they can see the pain in your eyes or the tears in your eyes or the, the anguish in your voice, and they get that, and you can relate to that, my God, it's, it's overwhelming. And... What I'm trying to say is it isn't as scary as you might think about opening up. It just isn't. And especially now, especially in 2019, where we've just come out of Mental Health Awareness Month in May. And everywhere you went, every Instagram post was a mental health awareness focus post. When it's on every TV program, when it's in the soaps now. Yeah. I'm not just talking about male depression. 
you know, at the time I came out because it was about male depression, because I was sick of the stigma. I don't think it is anymore. I don't think there's a male and female depression. I don't think that exists now. Could be wrong. But I don't feel that there is that divide anymore. It's just it's just depression. I've got a bird on the roof. I don't know if you can hear that clattering. And it's absolutely phenomenal now. So just talk to somebody, anybody. I would always recommend you go to a professional, obviously. Go to your GP first and then let them guide you where you need to go. Now, yes, I went on the tablet route and don't get me wrong, that was an incredible thing to do. Going on the tablets was definitely something I should have done a long, 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 long time ago. But the counselling was fantastic for me. The counselling, I think, mixed with the talking about things because I put it out there, I think was the number one way, the reason why I've come back and I'm out the other side now. And I think this time around, I have completely changed my personality. And whether you do a live video or not on Facebook, or whether you just talk to friends, or whether you talk to a doctor, or whether you go and get counselling, which does not make you a loon, by the way. Yeah, if you had a broken leg, you go and see an orthopaedic consultant. What's the difference? Yeah. But talking about things has remarkably changed my life remarkably and I do believe that I am way way more chilled out now than I was say three years ago and um you know yes for those that know about what happened in August slash September of last year I had a massive uh, shock, bereavement, which affected me badly. And I know I blew up over that at, at a particular point, but that was minuscule in comparison to how I used to be. Minuscule. And I, I think I handled that situation way better than I've ever been able to handle things. Yes, for those that know me and for those that were there or experienced that, blow up so to speak um yeah it probably wouldn't have been pretty to see and i think that the everything that's happened made me handle that better than i would have done a few years ago if that makes sense it's quite hard to not imagine that if you weren't there but it's just an episode now, I've done lots of podcasts up till now, to this point. I really think you should go and listen to them because all the things that I've done and talked about in those podcasts, I put in play now. Yeah, I take my time off. I schedule time off. I stick to that time off. I say no. I look after myself I'm quite selfish in that respect I look after myself but by myself by looking after myself I look after my family because I'm not shouting anymore I'm not arguing I'm not bickering I'm not worried about freaking shoes 
I'm not stressed out that the table on Nando's is messy. Do you know what I mean? So even though I'm being selfish, it's for the greater good. <laughs> yeah. The need of the few outweigh the need of the many. Um, no. The way around, isn't it? Yeah, whatever. Um, the podcasts have been also my way of reaffirming what I've been doing is correct because watching that video and taking myself back to where I was three years ago, my God, what a different person. What a different person. My life was very chaotic back then, very chaotic. And even though it's still chaotic in a weird kind of way, it doesn't feel anywhere near as bad. It really doesn't. And I've got a five-year-old. I've got a five-year-old lad who is an, a hurricane. And he's, he's he's insanely crazy. So I can manage him all right at the minute. But do not let depression ruin your life. Do not let OCD or moods or anger or constant anger or constant fatigue or constant appetite issues or speech problems or aches, cramps and pains and headaches and anything like that. Don't allow it to manifest. Don't allow it to take you. Don't allow that dark hole to get deeper and deeper and deeper because believe me, there is a way out. There really is. And this is coming from someone who has tried to take their own life. I did do that. And it, okay, yes, there were a whole lot of different circumstances behind that. And that was a while ago. That was a long time ago. But if I hadn't have failed to do that, and it wasn't a cry for help, I just balled it up. And if I look back now to that person, that episode, to where I am now, my God, what a completely different light. The darkness was horrendous. The darkness, the, the, um, the sadness, the, the loss of energy, the loss of nothing there was nothing there was nothing there was no energy there was no happiness there was not there was just nothing and to go from that very horrendously dark dismal lonely bottom of the barrel to where i am now oh my god what a difference what a difference and if i hadn't been a stubborn shit and dealt with this a long time ago I would be a very different person now, I think. But you could also argue I had to go through that to be where I am today. Would I go back and change it? Yeah, probably. But that's a hard one to call because obviously I wouldn't want anybody to go through what I went through. And you it doesn't matter what's going off around you. And if someone says to you, oh yeah, don't all pick yourself up because there's always somebody worse than you. Well, yeah, they, they, of course there is. There's always somebody worse. However, that doesn't apply to you at that time. 
that, that makes no sense. That, that those, those words don't make any sense because you're feeling what you're feeling. But sometimes you don't realize why you're feeling it. You don't realize that maybe you're depressed. You don't realize that maybe that you've got a chemical imbalance in your brain. You just crack on, you just deal with it, and then you brush it under the carpet, and then you keep dealing with it and brushing it under the carpet, and you keep dealing with it, and you keep going on and on and on, and then things just become too much. And in previous podcasts, you'll have heard me say that I've made some serious balls-ups before and some serious bad judgments, but that was because I was depressed. That was because I had indecisiveness or sense of worthlessness or withdrawing from people or I was angry. So I felt angry all the time and you couldn't, you couldn't get past the rage or my low mood. So I couldn't get past the darkness. You know, your, your, your thought process is very different. My thought process now is horrendously different compared to when it was horrendously. There are people who will be listening to this who know me now that didn't know me then. And there's a lot of people who think I'm a bit of a dick and, you know, there's another word that a lot of people call me by, but, you know, it's meant in in jest and in some sort of kind of affection in a weird kind of way. But back then, you wouldn't have known who I am compared to now. It, it's, it's so bizarre. And I know we're supposed to change over the, our life. You know, change is good. Change is very good sometimes. But you you get so wrapped up in the whole world of low-spiritedness or your fatigue or your gloom, your tearfulness. You get, whole, you, you get into a ball of darkness and it really feels like there's no escape. But believe me, there is. And I, I've took the slow path which is one of the reasons why I want to do these podcasts. This is the reason why I did the video. This is the reasons why I talk about it, because I don't want people to go down the slow route. There are quicker ways of getting out of that dark hole. And your first step is going and admitting that you've got, you've got an issue. Your first step is admitting. Then you go to the doctors and do that. And then you talk to other people. And you keep talking. And... People don't know, some people might not know how to handle that. So they might not handle it very well. They might not handle it the way you want to handle it because you have this image in your head, but they might handle it better. But if they don't handle it very well, talk to them some more. Talk to somebody else. Don't be afraid to talk. Don't be afraid to open up and tell people how you feel. And I met with a, with a lady the other day and she she really affected me the other day. Bless her. And... I told her to write it down, write it down and give it to the person you want to tell because uh, I did that and that worked well. You write it down. If you can't speak to somebody, you just say, look, I want you to read that and you slip it to them. And then when you've read it and you've digested it, come and find me or I'll be waiting over there, biting my nails anxiously, whatever it takes whatever it takes, do a video, send them an email, write it down, handwrite it, print it out, who cares, it doesn't matter, talk to somebody, admit to yourself that you might have a problem, and believe me, from then on, yeah, it gets a bit shitty, because you have to try and tackle why, you have to try and open up a few issues, but you know, 
when it's in your head and it's silent in your head, it's at least four and a half thousand times worse in your head than it is out in the open. It's nowhere near as bad. Nowhere near. Nowhere near. You make things in your head so much worse. You make excuses. You make scenarios. You create scenarios. You think by telling somebody your secret or whatever it is that they're going to judge you. You're going to end up sacked. You're going to lose your house. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. You're going to do that. And none of that shit happens. I'm not going to lie to you. There are, I mean, after I made that video, there were some very hard, very hard conversations that I had to have. I sat in my counselling. <laughs> I didn't say a word. I didn't say a word. Really stupid. I just sat there like a twat. God knows what she must have thought of me. I just sat there <laughs> looking at the floor like I didn't want to be. I didn't want to be there, obviously, because it meant that I had to be. I had to be um, honest. And the whole point is, is that he didn't want to talk about that because of the, the, the crap that I thought was going to happen. And then when it eventually came out, well, that crap didn't happen. <laughs> And I just look like a dick. <laughs> but no matter what you think, unless you've killed somebody, then yeah, you're probably going to go to prison. But the chances are you haven't. So the chances are you're not. But how you think it's going to go in your head is probably the furthest away from where it will actually go, if that makes sense. I have very oddly, without even realising it was going to happen, I have now become somebody who now comes to me and opens up and says that they've got a problem. And that happens weekly. And that has done since... 2016 and yes I've had lots of people cry on me I've had lots of people open up and I didn't expect that I don't know what I expected to be fair but the repercussions of me opening up and talking about it have been clearly one of the best things that I have ever done it has shaped my business. My, it has shaped my clientele. The amount of people that come to my boot camps now because they, they understand that they're not going to be judged. They know that exercise is good for them and they're there because they've watched me open up. And the amount of people that text me and message me or talk to me and say that the boot camps have really changed their attitude and the, their ability to be able to open and talk to me or to Jack or to Sarah 
or to other people in that group and not be judged has really affected their life for the better. What I'm saying is no one has told me anyway, negatively that by opening up and admitting and have got a problem, no one has negatively had an impact. If that makes sense. No one has, no one has says, oh yeah, thanks. Yeah, I opened up and it's caused me a shit storm and, and I wish I'd never done it. No one said that to me. And you think how many weeks it's been since November the 27th, 20, 2016 to today's date, which is the 8th of June, 2019. And I have had people come to me week on week since then. Not one person has said that it's been a negative thing, opening up and talking about it or admitting it. Right. All I'm going to say, again, final words are, if you think you even think you have depression listening to those signs and those symptoms or those different words at the beginning of this podcast. If you think you've got anything like that, then you need to book an appointment with your doctors. Don't chicken out, go. Maybe tell somebody that you need to go. Maybe tell your friend or your family member that you need to go and see a doctor. Maybe they could come with you. Maybe they could sit outside and wait and support you. Maybe you need counselling. Maybe you need medication. Maybe you need both. Maybe you just need to change some lifestyle issues like your time management. Or you're not giving a shit about what other people think to you. Maybe you just need to change a few things to make your life better so you don't get depressed or you don't find those symptoms. So, now don't get me wrong, I will probably do other mental health focused things down the line, but this is the last one I want to do. I want to put a lid on it now for a bit. And, you know, you, I'll, I'll be talking about sleep and nutrition and things like that later down the line, which will have an impact on your mental health. Because if you don't sleep very well, you're going to get fatigued and tired. So that has an impact. But from a podcast series point of view, this one closes the door for a bit. But that doesn't mean that I'm not around. If you want to talk, you want to drop a message. Or you want to revisit these. These are here now for you guys to listen to whenever you wish. Currently on Spotify, currently on Apple Music, currently on Buzzsprout. Share them, tag people in them, send the links to people. If you think you have a friend or a family member that has some of those words that I have spoken to you earlier, tag them in these, send it to them. Yeah, John, have a listen to these bad boys. I think you might help from them. Please, because even though we've had Mental Health Awareness Month, we still need to be pushing this some way. So, please do listen to them. If there's one podcast in particular or two podcasts in particular that's helped you, maybe keep revisiting it once a month. Maybe keep using it. 
these are here for you guys to take the shortcut. Yeah, I'm not saying learn by my mistakes because I don't think it's a mistake, but I wish I'd have had maybe access to something like this 10, 15 years ago. So these are all yours. These are for you. Right, I'm going to go. So anything on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, any other social media platforms, please share, tag, spread some love. Um, let me know your comments. If you want to get in touch, let me know. Even if you're on the other side of the world and you want to do a Skype call, let's, let's sort it out, yeah? Thank you very much for listening. And, wow, it feels like a strange close now. It was quite cool, but quite, I don't know. Oh, very strange. I'm hovering over the stop record button. So thank you very, very much for listening and the support that I've had over these. And keep the comments coming. I know we're now in June 2019, but these are here forever, guys. So thank you very much. Right, please listen to the next podcast that come up. And um, yeah, enjoy. Enjoy.